0: 8 to 10pm the viewpoint with Asraf Gada The Viewpoint with Asraf Gada
1: So two things we will touch on today. One is the job summit that's coming up in a couple of days' time and what that really means. And the other one is our big hitter for the night. Bonang Mohale was the CEO of uh, Business Leadership South Africa. Ironically, on the platform a year ago at that job summit, uh, I was the MC and Bonang was one of the keynote speakers. If I can recollect again. So one year later, so much has happened. Uh, but great to have you with us, our And you're the big hitter
0: for the night. Thank you very much for having me.
1: Good. And you know, Ben or Ben Zito, my producer, was a to to remind me to say, you know what, when a person's name is Bonang, uh, it, it suggests from the family when they addressed him that way to say something special on the
0: senior. Yeah. In fact, when I was born, I'm the fourth child, but the first son. Mm-hmm. Therefore, my father said, "Bonang mm-hmm. Behold a son at last amongst beautiful roses." So, so there, there you are. So, the, so the expectation was great. I think so. Certainly from your from your father's side. Have you lived up to the expectation? I don't know. I'll ask my wife Susan whether I have. We've been happily married on the twenty fourth of August for thirty seven glorious years.
1: Okay, well there you are.
0: And judging from some of the people who've
1: been posting on social media, they they seem to be very happy that you are on the right track in terms of where you are in South Africa. Let's start with that. You're the CEO of Business Leadership South Africa. I'm going to just take away the business leadership side for the moment because you are one of our leaders in South Africa. Forget the business aspect. What do you see your role as a, as a South African?
0: So first and foremost is to acknowledge that we have come f- through a difficult past as enshrined in our constitution. And the preamble says, we the people, not the politicians, mm-hmm. united in our diversity. And it says recognizing the past injustices. So it behooves us to acknowledge that there was injustice that was done in the past. But it goes on and it mandates every single solitary one of the 57 million South Africans to correct such injustice. That's the past, that's Mm, the part mm, that we forget. mm. That all of us have a duty to correct these past injustices so that we can emerge as a new people with a new hope
1: so, so do you see your role as one of those people involved in
0: correcting past injustices oh absolutely and in the context of business i think right up front let me say you know there are probably six bending platform issues that business must take a lead on because if it doesn't we might as well just pack up and go the first thing is a banning platform that wasn't created by business. At the moment, the whole country is talking about land. Mm-hmm. So business must take a leadership and be clear about the position on land. Okay, Second, tell you a good
1: idea because I'm asking people to make notes when they're listening. Make notes, tweet as well. So run through the six and we'll touch it. Yes. So
0: land is one, right? Secondly, is transformation. Right. Why transformation? Because we want this economy to be broadly reflective of the demographics. You see, Kholilath oh. and Nelson Mandela, purposefully deliberately and consciously traded justice for reconciliation so that people like us later on can then attend to the urgent matter of justice because equality is not justice therefore all of us need to do a a bit of work to make sure that we address issues of gender equality of pay parity, of also black people in positions of leadership. The third thing that we need to address is the current crisis, and I I choose to Mm. call it fiscal crisis, to which the president spoke when he released his economic stimulus. He was trying to address that. It's the third thing that business must take a leadership on. The fourth is about growth, because if the economy is not growing, Mm -hmm. Very soon we'll be talking about The redistribution of poverty Not the redistribution of wealth The fifth It's jobs Um, Huge job absorbing um, Investments That's that's what we want Because everywhere else in the world When you have a 4% unemployment rate It's a national crisis Here we've got 27% As per the ILO restricted conservative definition youth unemployment at 56 percent let me submit that the elements that were present in the arab spring are here and immediate we are just lucky that our young are so patient but if we don't address it as business this country is going to go up in flames and and, and the arab
1: spring were were less patient and better qualified if I can Absolutely, in terms of their
0: uh, much, much their, more educated their education. Absolutely. The uh, last, the last one, one, yeah. The last one it's this whole notion of education mm-hmm. and skills in general. Business must take a lead. Business must grow its own timber. It's not acceptable that today we talk of thirty percent as a pass rate. Every single solitary one of the fifty-four African countries from Ghana in 57 of Kwame Nkrumah, the one thing they did well when they became free from colonial masters was to focus on education and improve the quality of education because that's how you can leapfrog social classes. Okay, so South the, Africa the is the only country in Africa whose educational standards... Did not improve but went down so we inherited apartheid system with a certain standard that was unacceptable and we degraded it further so those are the six that i submit right. if we don't address as big burning platform issues and business must come with big answers not fine-tuning well, let's find out if Absolutely. business
1: does have these these big answers. My my guest is uh, Bonang Mohale, who, ironically, in the light of what he just said, is the CEO of Business Leadership South Africa. We'll find out what that really means in a moment. You, as always, can engage and. By doing that, you can call in 0891104207. That's the one way to do so. SMS is 40938. And if you are tweeting, uh, it's hashtag SFM Viewpoint firstly. Then you tag me, Ashraf Ghanda, and do tag SFM Radio. And in fact, you can also tag uh, Bonang Mahale. You'll pick it up on my timeline immediately. And you can also tag uh, Business Leadership. As a, all of that will come up. And I will get his viewpoint on what business should be and really are doing at this point in time.
0: Why settle for more when you can have the most? Get up to 13% interest per annum with an ABSA fixed deposit account. Your capital and returns are guaranteed, and you pay no fees. For more info, visit your nearest branch, call 086011515 or visit absa.co.za forward slash fixed deposit. T and C apply. ABSA is an authorised financial services and registered credit provider. South Africa's elite crime-fighting unit, The Ravens, must solve the case when a man is kidnapped from an old-age home and disappears without a trace. No! No! Hidden identities, long-buried secrets and terrifying truths come to light as the team race against the clock to save a man's life. Catch Marlon and Nsiki in this week's riveting episode of The Docket, only on SABC3 at 9.30pm on Wednesday, September 26.
1: Hashtag SfM Viewpoint. Bonang Mahale with me, the CEO of Business Leadership South Africa. So, okay, in the light of your sixth then, Bonang, who and what is Business Leadership South Africa? Are you a company
0: making money? Do you trade in, in petrol as you were doing before? What do, you, what do you do? So, Business Leadership South Africa was founded in 1960, before I was even born. It is the only organization in this country of CEOs There is no other organization of CEOs, but it is of CEOs of big companies. Most of them are listed on the JSE. A number of them have dual listings here, London Stock Exchange, Mm. and in other uh, markets as well. It is 86 CEOs. 53 of them are responsible for more than half the GDP of this country. So you can see that it is people that matter. Therefore, if we can win on transformation with big business, South Africa will win on transformation as a people with great natural. Okay, so, so therefore, that then what is so? So
1: these are all the biggest companies. So in 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 sporting terms, it's like the Champions League of business,
0: right? Correct. Okay. So what then is your role? What what do you do with them? So first, we are a an organisation that has just enacted a new strategy that is architectured uh, on partnerships it rests on three pillars and is the best way of understanding what we do the first pillar talks about an inclusive socio-economic growth and transformation this is business that's talking about mm-hmm. this and business lifted this straight out of the national development plan 2030 which is our only overarching economic vision Secondly, we talk about the protection of key state institutions in the context of the last 10 years of state capture. You can understand why. Because every single solitary one of our key institutions were captured. All 700 plus state-owned enterprises were repurposed for the benefit of just two families. That they have been captured. Oh, yes, absolutely. And and now we're learning. And now we're learning about it through the Nugent Commission, through the Zondo Commission, through the revelations that happen almost on the hour, every hour. And yet we still have a president That is disingenuous and goes to students and says but somebody must tell me what this this state capture when we are enveloped former president yes the former absolutely everywhere else and then the third we talk about positioning business as a national asset because when business does well society always does well so we implore our members to do well as they do good And does business get get that, that they need to do well for themselves and for the country? Let me tell you that a majority of our members get it. But like in every other institution and society, you have those that are laggards. Mm. But also you'll have those that are actively resisting because that is life. Because business is a macrocosm of 57 million South Africans. And 24 years into democracy, it should pain us that black representation in positions of leadership was 14.4%, which was pitiful. And yet this year, Tabian Kabinde, the chairperson of the Employment Equity mm-hmm. Commission, tells us that we've gone backwards. When we are supposed to be accelerating, we are now at 14.3. It should keep us all awake at night that women are 51% of the population and yet their representations in positions of leadership the highest it's ever been is 27%. Absolutely, We should all be dissatisfied with the fact that we still pay women 73% of what we pay men for work of equality so like a 25 percent discount and yet care. we've been talking about gender equality and yet we know that when you put a smartphone in the hands of women not only just the nutrition education and health of their own children improve but that of society and community from which they come because when women's penetration into the economy reaches 10 percentage points the gross national product not gdp GNP mm, goes mm. up by two percentage points. Okay, now I'm not going to dwell on all those points because you know we probably
1: need three hours for that, right? And maybe another discussion another time. But the, the key one in terms of those six points, and you said business needs to take ownership, not government, but government too, right? But but in this case here, business. So, do do you think business has the wherewithal that, and all of us as South Africans too? Get us, uh, get us out of what you call we are at a, we have all the ingredients of the Arab Spring. So, I mean, that's worrisome. That's a worrisome statement to hear from someone like yourself. But you're saying it is. You see it, right? Do we then have the, the clout to to
0: play ourselves out of trouble? We are at the precipice. We are in a spot of bother. We are in the crossroads that if we don't wake up and acknowledge it, all of us are mortgaging, our children's future. You see, in the past, business used to look at government and say, No, you, government, must create a conducive environment mm-hmm. in which business must thrive. Business was looking at labor and say, You, labor, must give up on this inflexibility, on the strikes that take long. But very little did business do as an introspection that says, what can we do? The reason why South Africa is called a rainbow nation, a miracle country, it's because our forebears came to the negotiating table, not so much looking at what they can get out of that negotiating table. They came to the negotiating table to look at what is it that they are prepared to give up. Now this is the time for business to say this is what we are prepared to give up. This is now they, time. Uh, in terms of that, they should negotiate with the government, with with all the social partners. Uh, in netlet, netlet is dysfunctional because business turns its back on it when it, they realize that it's not working. You see, when you are given an opportunity to lead, business is too big. Also, much more is expected from you. It's from the dominant group. That much is expected. So the, the CEOs must show the way. White people must lead black people into liberation. Men, because they occupy the corridors of power, must bring about gender equality.
1: there's a fight against that? That means there's a, you, you're putting on the agenda why it needs to happen. Is there, is
0: there big pushback or small pushback? I, th- that I think there's intellectual agreement that needs to be done. When you look at the figures 24 years into democracy, all of us must hang our heads in shame that all of those, we still have a lot to do. Well, yes, of course we've made progress. But I think 24 years into democracy, we know that the potential is here. But South Africa's actual performance is way below that. And all of us must be dissatisfied. Here's a country that collects 1.2 trillion South African rents. There's only 57 million of us. If you do the math, there is no reason why anybody should go to bed hungry. And yet 17 million South Africans on social security 10 million young people are not in education, employment or training. Now 5.9 million by today's stats, 6.1 million young people, most of them graduates are not in employment. So, so here's the thought, I mean, it's not going to take a, a pronouncement by
1: the president of the country to say we have a problem but we'll fix it and by Bonang Mohale to do the same thing uh, and anybody else. It would require some some absolute interjections, right?
0: Are those interjections uh, happening? That's what we're. That's what we're busy with, and our language is very clear, and we are very explicit. We are saying, you see, before you can expect anybody else to move, uh, you need to be the change that you want in the world. So we are looking at ourselves in the mirror as business and we are saying what are we prepared to do we are talking about big things that we want to do that will send a message that we love this country, that we are patriotic that we are conscientious business that we understand this notion of shared value that it is business that needs to say we must pay our employees decent wages so that they can afford the goods and services that we produce because if they don't then we have a problem. It is business that must say what are we doing about our surrounding uh, communities Mm. because it's not on that you drive through an informal settlement every morning and every afternoon and yet these are your own colleagues that live in the self perpetuating vicious cycle of object poverty should business do much more than government it's not who needs to do more it's all of us putting our shoulders to the wheel government has demonstrated in the last 24 years that it wants to do the right things of course, state capture notwithstanding. But and Nelson Mandela's government, only five years, inherited a technically bankrupt country. In five years, the economy of this country quadrupled. During Tabombeki's time, we had 43 consecutive quarters of positive GDP growth. December of 2007, the GDP was uh, uh, 5.4% growth. So we were able to move uh, students in institutions of higher learning from 500,000 to 1.2 million. From 7% total population that goes to high uh, uh, education to now 11%. But it is still too little. That's why we are looking at business and say, with the resources that you have, with the commanding heights and the c-suite when businesses from today women's pay is going to be adjusted the ceos are sitting in the boardrooms okay. of of bls more to come from bonang mohalle just to update on some
1: uh, football scores half a 9-1 Man City 1 that is in the European Champions League we'll also give you the uh, scores in South Africa Cape Town City the winners of a big tournament of the weekend they are 2-0 down against Bidvest Fitz uh, Poliquani City 1 Supersport United 1 Amazulu Nil, Maritzburg United you Now those are some of the scores we have and we'll update you as well uh, we'll get to Colt Sefuri in just a second as well um, there's some fascinating tweets as well as always people tweeting and Facebooking uh, about, about the guests we have in fact I'll, I'll just pick out some of the Facebook comments uh, maybe not go through through all of them accepting to say that they're very, very complimentary in terms of the, the person of um, being Bonang Mohale himself. Um, and I'll just pick out some things very quickly for you. Darlene Reddy saying, I don't have a question for this exceptional leader of leaders. But I just want to convey a message of gratitude. I had the opportunity of meeting Bonang when we launched the rainwater branch of the BMF some two year, decades ago. During that time, I had the honor of learning tolerance and humility from Bonang and fellow members of the BMF. Thank you for being my inspiration. Uh, and, and she goes on more. Faisal Abdul saying, I was lucky enough to hear his speech at the Congress of Business and Economics in Johannesburg, an absolute visionary and thought-provoking leader. Um, and Israeli King Glomo saying, a thought leader of note. I'm fortunate enough to have met him a few times, including at the launch of the job. Summit always left me. Looking forward to engaging him in the future. There's some questions that he's got as well. Let's get some calls however. So, Safuri, go ahead. Hello from Ranfentine.
2: Evening Ashraf and your guests. Good evening indeed. Mr. Mohale is waxing lyrically but dysfunctionally in his critique of Zuma. Let me tell you Post-1994, we've been losing jobs. The economy grew. That economy never created jobs. We shed jobs. We followed an economy system that does not create jobs. We started with the RDP. We came to gear, Jobs were lost. The entities that used to create jobs were sold off. Now, look at South Korea. South Korea to be where it is, the Asian tigers.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The state took the lead. He should not ignore that fact. Private business for years has been sitting on trillions. They never had confidence in this new dispensation. Okay, so put
1: it, your key point you're saying is factually incorrect about job, job losses. Let's get it's, a response on that. It's
2: Okay, and he should not work lyrically and be sectional okay. the very same Tumamina man was the deputy president we'll get
1: to Tumamina just now Sephudi thanks for that
0: call uh, Bonang go ahead respond it's very unfortunate that people listen in order to defend mm-hmm. not to hear I thought I was very explicit to say before you expect government to do something here it's about introspection and say, what can I do? So we want to put on the table big things that we can do as business. We say, 700 odd state-owned enterprises. Let's give you CEOs and CFOs mm-hmm. in all the 278 municipalities where only 13% are getting clean audits. We can give a single business person, every single solitary one of them, in the audit and risk committees, people who know the difference between income and cash. But of course, there are many examples in the world where government led. We are not saying government don't do your job. Mm -hmm. Uh, Singapore is a good example. Uh, Tamasek um, concentrated all the economic ministries in one cluster. And today they are an example of the world. And it only took 40 years. Malaysia is another one. They are the ones that gave us the Bumiputra experience about empowerment. Mm -hmm. But Japan with Miti, they've demonstrated. Here's a small island of 120 million people, but it colonized China, Except Taiwan, that, yeah. and South Korea. And here's a, a a country, no mineral resources whatsoever, nothing, absolutely nothing. And yet brought itself to be the second biggest economy in the world until 2010. Now overtaken by China. Mm-hmm. Here's Japan that has 20 million Japanese working in China and their cars in South Africa, alone, for 10 consecutive the, years, Toyota's a
1: number one. And the common denominator to all those examples that you've given me of, of success would be what? what?
0: What would give rise to a successful nation? First of all, they've got a compelling vision. Mm-hmm. Number two, they are clear about hard work. And, the, and number three, they focus on education. Those are simple things. And they, there's a focal point about uh, an entry into that economic uh, ministry as a cluster. They they don't have 27 ministries in charge of the economies. The left hand not knowing what the right hand is doing. So there are lots of lessons. But here I'm saying 24 years into democracy, rather than looking around and blaming mm, other people, mm, yeah. I represent business, big business. And I'm saying, what can we do as big business? There's the job summit this Thursday. Um, there's the 25th to the 27th uh, investment summit called by the president on the 24th is the medium term budget policy statement. Friday, the 14th of uh, last month, mm-hmm. the president mm-hmm. called 60 CEOs and said, I want to announce an economic stimulus. What are the things I should look at? For the first time, business feels included, part of the solution hasn't been rather difficult. than outside. The old administration not only did it scapegoat business, but it said, This is the enemy, white monopoly capital, and it left business out. Of the 16 million people that are gainfully engaged. Okay, I will pick on that white monopoly capital. Gerald uh, from Durban, go ahead. Gerald, Hi.
4: Uh, Shafia, firstly, I'd just like to agree with the previous caller. I mean, this narrative that's getting pushed on this radio station and getting pushed by a lot of people in this country, that uh, that the whole problem with what's happened over the last 10 years, lives with Jacob Zuma, has got to be absolute rubbish. I mean, the problems with corruption started with the arms deal, and all those people that were complicit in that were basically laid the foundation for what happened in the Zuma administration. There were 240 MPs that covered up for the, the whole lot of feeding that went on for the last 10 years. But leave the government alone. I want to take uh, Bonang up on these CEOs. Number one, firstly, the four banks that gave evidence at the Zonda Commission, mm-hmm. they need to be investigated for perjury because they pushed the narrative there of how important reputational damage was to their banks, and that's why... They closed down the Gupta accounts, and it just happened to be a matter of coincidence that it all took place at the same time. Now, let's just say when Mark Brown from Needbank gave his story about reputational damage and how J.P. Morgan had closed down 18,000 bank accounts uh, overseas uh, because they were uh, they, they were circumspect. Uh, bank accounts. And then you went on to say that uh, J.P. Morgan was a strategic partner in, in dealing with banks and, and they mm. had to be on the right mm. side of J.P. Morgan. There was a Bloomberg report out to say that J.P. Morgan paid some Libyan thug in their government $6 million US dollars bribe to facilitate the raising of a $200 million uh, bond. Do you think that any bank in this country has cut ties with J.P. Morgan? Let's look at the corruption that's gone on through the years. The corruption that's gone on through the years has gone through those four banks. People like Vincent Smith, that was receiving corrupt mm-hmm. payments into his bank account, didn't go through other banks. Capitec is the only bank I know that... that, that okay. Gerald, you're making some
1: industry. really interesting points. Just, just give me one, uh, one final uh, lesson out of it, then we'll okay, get one on, on to one respond. just
4: one other yeah. quick point I want to bring up. It's about the casualization of the workforce. These CEOs sit with people in their office, they clean their offices, for two and a half thousand rand a month. The unions have been complicit in the casualization of the workforce. It, it took the split in the union movement and it took NUMSA to take those contracts to the constitutional court and for the constitutional court to rule against those unfair, unethical contracts where you can pay someone two and a half thousand rand a month. Do these CEOs, represent? You don't have any conscience when they sleep at night. And that poor woman or that poor man, right. Gerald, let's. Thank you for they that, that, Gerald. Be let's, ashamed of
1: Gerald, let's put that on pause because I need to get Bonang to respond. Thanks for that call. We'll get to John in a second. Go ahead.
0: Gerald, funny enough, I actually agree with you. You see, the original sin was actually Sarafina when we paid probably 16 million mm, for some mm-hmm. few shows uh, to educate us on hiv aids yeah. after that of course the arms deal uh, some call it strategic arms procurement but that's what it was but you see as business we have learned if you want to nip something in the bud it doesn't help to go back to 1652 on jan van ribeck reicher dromedaris and the hoodie whoop um but you you deal with the corruption that is facing you today. Today we are talking about hundred billion on average that is being siphoned off. You deal with that. After you have finished with it and people are in orange overalls at the other Sun City, then you can go to Bread Cable and the people that benefited from Bread okay, Cable. But, but in the and meantime, then you can, yeah, but you can't start with. 3600 corruption cases you start with four big ones to send a strategic message that says this is a new dawn this is going to be a country of laws not of. okay so just but just for the record in the meantime and i hear what you're saying and and
1: it does make sense that you know you can't deal with everything at one shot but having said that it comes across as as people like yourself and many others are now anti-zuma right uh but, but not as critical as to what had happened before, and certainly not as critical
0: about Cyril Ramaphosa, who was the deputy president for a long period in, in the Zuma reign. So first of all, that narrative is not true. You see, as business, we are non-partisan. We don't care which political party uh, is in power. All we care about is, can we have some regulatory certainty and policy stability? Can we defend our institutions of democracy? Whether it's the EFF, that rules, or the DA of the ANC, really, it's not our pay But we do want that the key institutions are protected. The Independent Electoral Commission must always give us f- credible, free, and fair elections. That's how you build democracy. Lastly, you see, when I started, I said this organization was founded in 1960. Mm-hmm. But in 1960, they've never suspended any other business organization. Only now in the 15 months that when we suspended one of our own, because charity like Clarity begins at home, we started by suspending KPMG, a private sector company. Then it was followed by XCOM and then Transnet. We did that deliberately. We've now just suspended Bain. We are sending a message that says for the people that are thieves, even those that are just aiding and abating state capture, your time is up. And I think we need to be absolutely exemplary. That's what we mean by the rule of law. And I think we make no apologies that we signed not just the national minimum wage as business. We signed a package of five labor reforms that ushers in this new. I want want to talk about the job summit. Absolutely. And and you see, we, we don't apologize that we as business have said it's diabolical, it's unacceptable that you pay our own. Uh, brothers and sisters, niece and nephews anything less than 4,000 rent. That's why today you'll go to Hollat and find that Hollat on their campus, even the people that don't work for them permanently, but are temporary staff or fixed-term contractors, they pay them a site allowance to make sure that every single solitary one of them is way above the minimum wage. Okay. I, I, I will ask about and
1: the job summit as well. John from Polikwani, go ahead. Right? Hello. You know, easy yeah you're on the edge john go ahead your viewpoint
5: yeah yeah thanks i want to to say to to to, to mr mu that uh, uh i i agree with, with what he's saying and then uh he's good you know the point that he's raising uh but i'm it is unfortunate that uh, some of your colleagues uh want to to try to derail him you know uh, to to say things that is not saying what is what is on the table now the truth of the matter is yes the country has been plunged into corruption, and that has inhibited the country from growing economically. And then that is what he's saying, and that is what I'm agreeing. He's not saying somebody was a leader as well. He's putting it on the table that, yes, in the previous administration, things were not going well, and then it was not possible for the economy of the country to do well. Okay, then number two. I want to put it to ask to Mr. Mahalida to say, Mr. I can hear that uh, your organization is but I just want to check what are your programs in terms of ensuring that you empower these young people that you said that there are millions and millions and they are saving and they're not working mm-hmm. and some of them they are graduates they are not, what are what you doing working okay. That's, you know, that, with government what are you doing that. to young people Thank yeah. you,
0: John thank you for that call alright go ahead so first of all the youth employment scheme that is committed to create three millions in three years. Is, is that the yes scheme we're talking yes. about? With, with the dash- that's yes, the Right. Okay, It's a program of the CEO initiative, mm-hmm. which is a program of business. So that's what we are doing. But also what we are doing, every year we take learnerships and internships. And we have just said to our members, at least double that. What we are doing is what a lot of companies are doing through Harambe. Where they are saying those students that are not even ready for work, who don't even know the discipline of starting at eight and finishing at five every day, having navigated four taxis to move from Soweto or from Maraba Start, that they must learn and come and, and be paid a stipend. Because we have demonstrated beyond any shadow of doubt that when a young person is gainfully employed just for one year, their chances of getting permanent employment goes up by 80%. What we are doing about young people, we are saying we are partnering with the National Education Collaboration Trust that is chaired by Ubabu, Sizwe, Nasana, Mm -hmm. where all of us have a little bit of budget on our corporate social investment for education. Let's put it in one pot so that we can have major impact. We are saying to our members, hire these young people in great numbers so that we can reduce uh, the level of unemployment. Okay, let, let's move on to the job summit. So I, I'm a bit
1: unclear in terms of that original job summit, which was kick I think by, by Stefan Lobshaw, I've got that right, and I had the privilege of emceeing it and you were there, but there's the other one that's happening this week, uh, and I'm not clear up till two days ago whether the original Stefans are involved or whether it's a
0: NEDLAC project. Help us understand what's the difference. So first of all, you know when the russians speak they talk about post 1917 russian revolution mm-hmm. in mozambique they talk about after savimbi died in japan they talk after, about after hiroshima and nagasaki we we'll look back at south africans and we'll start talking about post february 2018 when the new deal was ushered in because this is not our second chance it is our last chance If we mess it up this time, we'll be another failed African country. So it behooves all of us, especially business, labor, government and civil society to join hands and say we must make this country work. So what the president did, February, he takes over as the state president. In April, he introduces a number of initiatives, Mm -hmm. including cabinet reshuffle, where he got rid of 10 ministers and made 23 changes. Of course he needs to make more but, make more changes. But he also said this will be a rule of law. That's why we have the Zondo Commission mm-hmm. so that those that did things they shouldn't have must go to jail. Lastly said the size of my own cabinet is too big. So, Kholihlahla Nelson Mandela had 20 cabinet ministers, Thabo 23, we now have 37. So he's going to reduce that. There's a process that is going through. And we'll that. see the effects of Absolutely. That. Yeah. Okay. One of the things that he introduced is four summits One of those four summits is a job summit, the other one is an investment summit. But also he did something magical. He appointed an economic advisor, Trudy Makaya, and then four presidential special investment envoys that in April when they were appointed, at least a week they are sitting in front of more than 60 CEOs throughout the world, raising the 100 billion US dollars. And we have said to our members, imagine if we can raise another 100 billion U.S. dollars as domestic Mm, direct mm, investment, mm. not just FDI. Okay. If we reach that target, we will increase the GDP of this country by 4% and would increase the FDI from a lackluster 2% for the whole continent uh, to 4%. And again, just look at what business and how it's responding. First a hundred billion in 5 years is an average of 20 a year. Mm-hmm. April he announced it by the end of last month the president had already banked 34 billion. So you can see that he's going to be embarrassingly successful in raising this but he needs our help of all south africans all 57 million of us. Now 57.7 million. okay now to the job summit now it's 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 a project of the president that's what you're telling it me. is absolutely right. it's one of those summits
1: that we're going to talk about this yes. after nine by the way with, with people like zuelan Zimbabwe, dennis george and maybe Stepan dobson as well uh, you know there's there's issues like Kosatu saying it's just an absolute waste of time what's
0: what's your thoughts so first of all you see what south africa needs it's a new social compact mm-hmm. we can't com- continue to be cutting our nose to spite our face all our problems our own goals Self inflicted wounds. It is South Africans that are fighting amongst themselves rather than focusing on being globally competitive. Therefore, the president says, Let's go to the bush and talk about how we usher in a new dawn that will ensure that labor says, Here is what we are prepared to give up. Business, here's what we are prepared to give up. Government, here's what we are prepared to give up. Look at how. President Ramaphosa has announced the economic stimulus at the time that there is no money. Mm-hmm. And he's really constrained. The best he can do is to redirect the 400 billion from one pot to another pot okay, to so try and stimulate and focus on the four um, industries that can then stimulate, kickstart so, this So ec- with that in mind, your specific takeout of what will come out of the job summit? If we come out with one thing and one thing only, with business, because I represent business, saying, here are the three, four things that we commit to doing. Standard Bank says, we are going to create so many jobs. Uh, the mining company says, look, even though it's difficult times, we are going to try and retain the jobs we currently have. And when the economy grows, these are more that we are going to, to, to take. I think it will be successful. That's why when I started, I said, business needs to come out with three, four big things. That are believable, that are credible, that when we do can really make a difference and can impact. And, and the majority and you think of what possibly. has happened is believable. That's what we want to come to Thursday's job summit and say these are the commitments that we make. Okay. For instance, yesterday we signed a letter as Business Leadership South Africa, representing eighty-six CEOs of major companies that say all of us we commit to paying small, medium enterprises. At least within seven days of them delivering their services, not thirty days, because we know in small and medium enterprises, cash flow is the lifeblood. So we signed that. It's one of the commitments we are taking to the job summit to say: Imagine if all the 400 companies listed on the JSE can do that. So those are practical but big things. Okay. Maybe time for maybe time for two more callers as we chat to uh,
1: Bonang Mohale, the CEO of Business Leadership uh, South Africa. I, I want to pick up. On your thoughts on on the president. So, tell me
0: about President Ramaphosa. What's your assessment of the person? So, first of all, I think this is the best that we've got. Because look at the skills of the individual. Here is a lawyer who chose to be a unionist, the Secretary General of NUM, then chose to be a politician. Him and uh, Rolf Meyer ushered in the Cordessa II, after the collapse of mm, Cordessa I, mm, mm. so and gave us the 1996 Constitution that Khulisasa Nelson Mandela then signed, the best Constitution in the world. Now a businessman of gigantic proportions, he doesn't need to steal any money from any government, but now wants to make a difference, leave a legacy that is as good as that of Khulisasa Nelson Mandela, if not better. And I think since he started. You can see the markets responded. The last quarter of 2017, we posted positive 3.1% GDP growth, which gave us a positive full year 2017 but, growth but, but of mar- 1.3. But the markets haven't completely re- responded in terms of the Rand being very low in value, of course. As, as a barometer? Well, absolutely. But remember, we had 10 years of state capture. Three of the rating agencies have now given us a rating below investment grade. And only Moody still keeps us at investment grade, which means the cost of borrowing money has now become much more expensive. But he's also been very clear. When he was deputy president of the country, only the president of the ANC, on Thursday morning on our way towards Davos, the summit of summits, he changed the board of ESCOM, ensured that the CEOs are. Are dealt with those that are implicated in state capture, and since then we've got new boards at SAA, okay, so, at Dinel, etc. So, so, so for things the things that he has done, you're 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 saying he's the best we've got. Absolutely, and, and our job is to make sure that he succeeds because it's manifestly in our interest that South Africa becomes stable, that it succeeds for all our sake. Because how then do we address this unemployment that is? Okay, uh, 56% how, how do you respond to those that say? He is a lackey of white monopoly capital. How can he be when this is a unionist that is driving three things at the moment? First of all, he said unity, not just of the party part of the country, is the president of all the nine provinces. Number two is speaking about renewal that we need to revive and recreate and key start this economy. And that lastly, he's talking about economic growth. Who can be against that? Because that's exactly what the economy needs at the moment. So this ANC-led government as business, we're saying three things. One, we're saying we want to make sure that we become a trusted advisor. Number two, a Partner of choice number three unashamedly unequivocally to do everything possible in our power to make sure that this anc led government becomes a capable state because we know that it's better to deal with a capable state than uh, the one not. that is not. What, 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 therefore, is the biggest challenge President Ramaphosa faces? So, notwithstanding
1: his track record, and as you said, the best person for the job, but he has an ANC within that appears divided, uh, ran at a, at a low, uh, the issues of, of uh, you know, uh, uh, junk status, and we've discussed that massive unemployment, all that. If, if in one sentence,
0: just one sentence, what would be his biggest challenge? I think his biggest challenge is to make sure that this economy grows. To improve the quality of lives of the majority of our people if i've got another second i would say it all starts with ethical leadership that gives us good policies to give us both business and consumer confidence the economy will grow jobs will be a logical outcome can you can you win on that challenge he's already started he's winning okay with our help more more to come with your help let's get to eddie from
1: the Free state eddie go ahead hello
3: Oh, thanks, thanks Ashraf. Now I'm saying, that let me just remind South Africans that it was Madiba's dream that uh, S- uh, Cyril must be uh, one, one, one of one, one of his own will be the next president of this country. Maybe we forgot. The the other thing is that um, it doesn't matter what
1: it's, I think. So, it's, it's where he is right I'm now. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The, the the second thing that I wanted to say is that we need to uh, you know the job summit that is coming on Thursday and Friday. We need to cascade it to our local municipalities, the district, and the province, and the provincial level as well. Um, Because we need also to get numbers. How many people are employed in those entities? So that is very important. And the other thing I agree with in that day, uh, Mohali, that uh, you know, this is our last chance. And once we grab this chance, we'll have to prolong it, so that nobody will tamper with our peace again. You know, last time I told my mayor, and I want to repeat it here on air, Mm -hmm. that if you are not a tumani a uh, 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 material, you must just give us way because you want to work for this country.
5: Okay,
1: got that, Eddie. From wooden dollars was intact on the free state. Thank you for that. Respond to that, Bonan. I absolutely
0: support that because you see, all of us, especially as business, we need to say, can we go back and say these are so many new jobs that have created. This is. So much tax that these people are now paying, and therefore this is their contribution to the GDP. And imagine if we did that with small and medium enterprises. And that's what we need to create. Because when you compare us with our BRICS counterparts, mm-hmm. we, our penetration in SME creation is about 16%. All of them are north of 60 percentage points. There's a huge opportunity here. If you ask small, medium enterprise people themselves, what are your biggest challenges? You'll think they'll say money. It's not access to finance. They are saying, give us access to big businesses' supply chain because that's where more than 40% of the economic value happens. Is there a sense that big business doesn't want to deal with with these startups? I think now it's our wonderful, amazing opportunity to make sure that when we're dealing with big businesses, we now really go out of our way to give that job to small and medium enterprises. So the government has been clear. Let's beneficiate let's localize, let's create more black industrialists, and let's make sure that we are proudly South African. And it doesn't help that we now read in the last Sunday newspaper that actually it is this government that is renovating 29 floods in cape town at, a very at good the price. cost of 3.6 <laughs> million that even the paint is imported that even the wooden deck is pay, is imported when the biggest forest in the world is found here in the continent well, there you of are there's more to it come doesn't
1: help. and with that in mind uh, make a note of this are you a a social grant Recipient, then please note that your Easy Pay Everywhere, that's the EPE green card, can still be used to access your social grant money. Now, this has been confirmed by the Minister of Social Development, that's Susan Chibangu. That means you can choose between Easy Pay Everywhere, the post office, or any other commercial bank account. Choose the one that works best for you, of course. Officials may not force you to make a decision you do not want. Easy Pay Everywhere is committed to the people we serve and will continue to do so.
0: SAFM explores issues in the news, politics, business, technology, and arts and culture with diverse perspectives and insights that will inform and challenge you. As always, we value your feedback. Don't hesitate to email us feedback at safm.co.za. Join the conversation on global perspectives on the news of the day. SAFM, leading the conversation. 8 to 10 PM, The Viewpoint with Asraf Garda.
1: Tonight's uh, big hitter, Bonang Mohale. We will talk about the job summit. spot starting with Vavi coming up just now. So listen out for that uh, just after nine o'clock. Bonang is the CEO of Business Leadership South Africa. Okay, your take on you said among among the six challenges and you rattled them all up. Education is one of them. Now the people by and large are getting educated. Do I get it that you're talking
0: about a different type of education? Yeah, absolutely, Ashraf. So first of all, we know that education is the only opportunity that the majority of us have to be born in an informal settlement. 20 years, 24 mm-hmm. years later, mm-hmm. you are able to afford a house in the leafy suburbs of Branston, not because you want to tender, but because you can genuinely afford it. That's why if you want to leapfrog social classes education has to matter it matters because when one steadily burns the midnight oil one gains access to the domain of knowledge and wisdom the world of meaning the world that has no frontiers mm. the world that cannot be conquered okay, without so a so what type of education then? so a good quality education that is rooted in africa that's why hashtag everything must fall these young people are saying nothing even if it's for us without us. And they're saying let's decolonize this education. You cannot continue be, be teaching our children at high institutions of learning about 1652 when they don't know about Pixley Isaka Kaseme. When they don't know why Mangali so subuque broke away from the ANC mm. when he was the Secretary General. Yeah. But but outside of the history part, I mean,
1: and you gave examples of Korea and Malaysia and, and Japan and Singapore, and all Asian countries, wrong, and China, of course, right? As opposed to the normal paradigm of Europe and and, uh, and the USA, right? Uh, is there a different way they, they, they're learning in terms of new skills outside of history now? Is there a different way they're learning that we, we need to adopt?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first we can learn from... Uh, benjamin zender's book um the, the art of possibility uh, harvard um, university music a teacher for 38 years he's got 100 percent pass rate because he starts by believing in his students how many of us have gone to institutions where the professor comes in and he says there's 32 of you i assure you that half of you are not going to make it to mm-hmm. second year so i think we need to change that because if your boss wants you to succeed you will succeed We need to change about how we approach education and what outcomes we want. First and foremost, when we're looking for the director of business school, we say we want somebody with a PhD um, who have written papers. But really what we want is an education that business needs. So why don't we start by saying we want a business person. Institute of Mm -hmm. Empresa, Europe's number one um, business school, it's chaired by a business person the whole convocation is business people because they want resources how are, about- we, are, are we getting that we need education that business needs are we getting the education that business We are needs? only now starting that that conversation and you know for us, we've got everything else going for us. When we meet the investors, we say, here we've got a country that has a progressive constitution and an independent judiciary. We have a country that has an abundance of natural resources, the best infrastructure, mm-hmm. uh, and yet we want to fail them on the one thing that genuinely matters, which is education. Tell me about the land. You've got two minutes. You see, on the land, we support expropriation without compensation as business. We support it because the big agenda is actually land reform. Land reform has three components. Land restitution, because black people were forcefully removed from their Mm, land. mm, mm. Land expropriation without compensation, 1913 land, was the 10th against African people. Today, when a mining license is issued, Mining Petroleum Resources Development Act says the community loses their surface right. Who are the people that are relocated without compensation? It's African people. Okay, what can go, we wrong? Say, what we can sp- go wrong with, with land uh, expropriation? We say as business, you don't need to even change or amend the constitution. Because section five is very clear. It talks about land redevelopment for what? good and what purpose but section 25 says when the conditions of fair and equitable have been fulfilled compensation can be down to zero so here we are dealing with a policy fail but the president is very clear to say to ensure that we don't fail we want to be a model country in the world that has tackled the land issue head on honestly openly transparently by doing three things ensuring that the economy grows agricultural output improves without sacrificing food security and the president has said it's one of many options lastly he said let me tell you what it's not this is not a zimbabwe or venezuela type land grab it is going to be done in an orderly and constitutionally sound manner okay. lastly or second last we've got about a minute to go what what would
1: you tell people who listen to you and say we're like one step away from an Arab Spring and like okay we need to pack our bags maybe go to Dubai or wherever it may be right what would you tell that person that person who's having supper
0: now listening to you say, yeah there you are I need to get my ticket what would you tell them I'll tell them that this is not only Kholisala and Nelson Mandela's country, but this is God's own country. Blue skies, African sunshines. We have everything that we need in this country to address the stubbornly high levels of unemployment that then lead to increasing levels of poverty and increasing levels of inequality. And 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 it's relative inequality that leads to social stability. So we need to root out and defeat state capture because it robs the poor disproportionately. We need to do it from here. Lastly, you know I'm part
1: of the the, the Champion South African Nation Building Project, and here's the question to you. What are you doing to to ensure that this country moves a notch from a mid-table nation to a champion nation? And and it's very personal to you. So
0: at a personal level, I'm currently mentoring 28 youngsters. 98% of them are females because that's what we need just a level below uh, the executives to prepare the future leaders. That's
1: what we're doing. And that's what you're doing personally. Bonang Mohale, great chatting to you. We'll have another debate, I'm sure, sometime down the line. The the CEO of Business Leadership South Africa and the Job Summit coming up Thursday, Friday. We'll talk about that in a moment. Let's get the news now. It's nine o'clock.